Hello and welcome once again to Cinema Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things horror, science fiction, fantasy related. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and today I am going to be starting as uh, are a lot of other podcasts, I'm sure, uh, doing the top 10 of 2016 list. Now, um, mine's going to be fairly standard as as far as uh, what others are doing. I'm going to do a top 10 best, top 10 worst, and an honorable mention, uh, ones that almost made my top 10. Now, uh, this is not going to be my top 10 movies of the year. It's going to be my top, well, it is my top 10 movies, my top 10 horror movies of the year. All others uh, are going to be lumped into the Movie Freaks podcast that I'll be doing with Eric later on, uh, where there will be other things that you will not find on this list. As an example, Rogue One will, I'm sure, be making my top 10. You're not going to see it on the Underbelly show. You'll be listening to me yap about that over on Movie Freaks. So, I was trying to decide what to do first if I wanted to do the top 10 worst to get those out of the way, or start with honorable mentions. I think that I'm going to start with honorable mentions, my top 10 honorable mentions, and um, then we'll just see how I feel as far as doing the top 10 worst or top 10 best. Some of the worst I have already talked about briefly on Movie Freaks on our last episode where we did the best and worst roulettes of 2016, although some of the movies, some of the horror movies that I watched from 2016 were not roulette picks. They were just random movies that um, I wanted to give a chance to that obviously failed on every single level. Without further ado, we are going to now get into the honorable mentions of 2016. And of course, if I get through this uh, within a half hour, then I might even start delving into the uh, the best of... but. Don't count on I have a feeling that my top 10 best of, I'm going to go off on little rabbit trails uh, for those movies anyway. So, And I'm still kind of uh, juggling the order of those movies. I think I've got it down, the top 10 best. The honorable mentions, the only two that are uh, in any sort of like, these are like almost number, like they would be considered number 11 and 12. Um so the, the two best ones on the honorable mentions would be considered 11 and 12. The rest of them you could almost put kind of wherever you want because I, I looking through the list, I'm like, you know, some of these um, might be slightly better than others, but all of them are around the same quality to me. Some of them have – they all have good aspects and they all have aspects that are kind of eh. So anyway, without further ado – here we go. I've said without further ado, I think a couple times now, so that's embarrassing, but that's the underbelly for you. The first up uh, honorable mention for me is a movie that I had very, very little hope for that turned out to be uh, quite enjoyable, and that is The Boy. And this is from director William Brett Bell. And I thought that it was a uh, fun movie, especially the first hour. Uh, the, I, I'm a sucker for uh, possessed doll type movies, and this was very, very creepy. The uh, the twist, I guess you'd call it, towards the end, it works. I, and I think that the second time I watch it, knowing what I know, 
might help that a little bit. Um, as it is, it could have been done a little bit better and been more straightforward instead of having this big twist that, that for what it's worth, it, it, it worked okay, but I liked the first hour, the, the creepy setup more. It had a very much a dead James Wan's dead, uh, silence feel to it until that big twist. But regardless, I did enjoy it. I bought it on Blu-ray. Definitely one that uh, I'll uh, revisit down the road. It's not a top 10 by any means, but I enjoyed it. Next up for me is a Netflix original. This is actually one that we discussed uh, several times on uh, Movie Freaks, and that is Rebirth from Carl Muller. And this is just uh, craziness. I like the fact that they really uh, went all out with a truly unique story. I thought it was really cool how... Uh, it's, it's more of a thriller than a horror movie, but I do it's, – it's so uncomfortable that I'm going to lump this in with horror. Um, a guy basically uh, uh, goes to this building, to, a self-help type, uh, self-actualization program called Rebirth, and everybody is just crazy. And uh, from there it goes to um, sexual seduction type stuff and uh, – Physical and emotional torment, violence, all that good stuff. Uh, very cool movie, especially uh, when I was considering that that was going to be uh, – Eric watched it before I did, but it was considered to be, to be probably going to be a dud, and then it turns out to be pretty cool. So definitely an honorable mention on my on my year end. Uh, okay, next up. Now this one here I just uh, watched because of all of the glowing reviews. I'm like, I got to check this thing out. Uh that was my water. Um, I don't cut things out on this show, if you didn't know already. This is warts and all. Uh, the Wailing. So it made a lot of people's top ten lists. It's a South Korean movie, two hours and twenty or 36 minutes long, directed by uh, Hong Jin-na. Uh, there's a lot going on in this movie. Too much, actually, going on in this movie. Uh, but what is there really does work. And I definitely see the merits of this movie being on uh, top 10. Definitely. It's very well acted. Um, it's got a couple of genuinely creepy parts. There's an exorcism scene in this movie that is uh, it's a, it's a long, drawn-out scene, and it is so good. The storyline itself, however, um, it's, it's – I don't want to say it's hard to follow, but it's almost – uh, maybe some of it might be a bit lost in translation. Um, a shaman from, another, uh, from South Korea is exercising a demon out of this small village. There's a cop that's investigating as well. His daughter is possessed. And so this sh the shaman, shaman, whatever, comes in to cleanse the village and rescue his daughter. But um, is he good? Is he bad? What about the lady that also might be a shaman. Is she good? Is she bad? Is she a demon? Is she an angel? It's all over the place. It somehow still manages to work, but there is an, there's easily 45 minutes that could have been cut out of this movie. Even some of the side, uh, rabbit trails that this movie kind of goes on that are still good. I think that this could have definitely been whittled down to a more manageable, even hour and 45 minutes, this would have been, this would have probably made my top 10, honestly. Uh, but as it is, it's an honorable mention, and it is still a very good movie. Um, 
definitely check this one out because I might be in the minority here. Uh, maybe it's just the American in me saying, no, it's too long. Ah, cut it down. Having said that, though, uh, I just watched The Revenant and Hateful Eight again, almost back to back, and I loved those movies. The Revenant still stands as my favorite movie of 2015, and uh, Hateful Eight was in my top ten, and it's a great movie. Still holds up extremely well, especially for all that talking. This is me rabbit trailing. Um, okay. Now, one thing I am going to say about The Wailing, um, this was one of two South Korean movies that I watched this year, new releases, and the other one was called Train to Busan. And um, I got to say, I uh, I watched it with my buddy Steve here, and um, that was two hours long. I would pick The Wailing uh, hands down over Train to Busan. I, uh, Sang-ho Yeon, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, this isn't even an honorable mention. It, this is neither here nor there. It, it, it didn't make my worst of, of course, because it a, it's a solid movie. But it's certainly not even an honorable mention to me. It's uh, uh, zombies on a bullet train in South Korea. It, it's got some cool parts, but it's, it's way too long and way too melodramatic towards the end. Way, way too melodramatic. Uh, so anyway, that's Train to Busan. Um, okay, let's get back to the actual... Honorable mentions. Next up is a movie that I just watched recently and one that I will probably be talking a little bit more about on Movie Freaks. In fact, not probably. I will be. So the next episode of Movie Freaks, uh, stay tuned for a longer review of this movie, but I did want to mention it. It was a 2016 release and it did make uh, my uh, honorable mention and that is uh, Under the Shadow. Now, this movie was filmed in, uh, let me just see, I thought it was filmed in Jordan. Yeah. Um, but it's set in Iran uh, from director Babak Anvari. Um, this is, to me, what I took from this movie is this is the Babadook, but uh, good. I did not much care for the Babadook. That was obnoxious. Uh, the lead actress in that movie was, I, I, something about it just did not work for me. She was always getting crapped on, and the kid, I hated the kid. Here, on the other hand, similar story. A, uh, an Iranian woman and her child are in their, uh, um, they're in Tehran, and they're in their apartment complex. Um, uh, the uh, husband gets called away to fight in the Iraq-Iran war. She's there with her kid, and someone whispers about a, a, a another child whispers about a jinn, which is a evil spirit is possessing or around this building, whatever. And this creature thing latches onto the daughter, and from there, uh, it's all about the mom and the daughter trying to get out of this out of this apartment complex as bombs are being dropped and off to safety at uh, her husband, her husband's parents. Uh, now, uh, a couple things about this movie is um, the reason that they stay in this apartment for as long as they do is because the little girl lost her stuffed animal. Uh, at a certain point, I'm like, just go. Now, they try to wrap the stuffed animal into the actual plot of the movie and the spirit and how it's kind of connected to the stuffed animal, so therefore they can't leave. Okay, I guess. Um, 
it's a movie and it has to pan out to 90 minutes or whatever. And it does. So I get it. Um, the child was not annoying. So big plus for the, for that, the woman herself, really good actress. Um, and I like the fact that, um, she wasn't helpless. She was really trying to do the right thing. And unlike the Babadook where I, it just was pathetic. The mom was pathetic in that movie. Here, I was rooting for the for the mom, like, come on, you can do this. And the, like I said, the little girl did not bother me. I actually quite liked her in this movie. Uh, good movie and a couple of genuinely, genuinely good jump scares. For a movie that popped up on Netflix, and this is another one that I had heard of uh, prior to watching it, that, oh, this is a good movie. This this was definitely a solid movie. The end, honestly, uh, dropped it a half a star and probably made so that it stayed off my top 10 list. But a uh, very good movie. I'm going to talk more about that on Movie Freaks. Next up is another movie that I talked about on Movie Freaks. Uh, most of these movies have been discussed on Movie Freaks, and that is The Invitation. Uh, this one here, you know, after I watched this movie, um, you know it says 2015. But it was released April 2016. So you know what? Yeah. It uh, came out in 2016. Uh, th- right after I watched this the first time, I was a bit annoyed with most of the people in the movie. They were kind of the hipstery, I, hipster crowd. I don't know. Something about it didn't gel with me. But I, I recall – it's been a while since I've seen the movie. But I recall thinking about this movie long after it was done, especially with how things are ramped up and things go – completely off the rails the last 20 minutes or so. I really liked that. In fact, that's the reason it made my honorable mentions list is because of how crazy it did get because the first hour or so awkward conversation that um, I – part of me wants to say that's just the way things are at these parties where people don't quite know each other that good or I don't say good but it's just an awkward party scenario but part of it to me felt almost like not so hot acting. That's, that's again, just my personal take on it. Again, you know what? I'm not the ones that are making these movies. I'm, I'm reviewing them and talking about that. I'm on a podcast. So bravo to all the filmmakers on display, you know, that I'm going to be talking about because they went out and they made movies this year. And, and most of them are really good. This one is done. Uh, this one was directed by Karen Kusama. And I believe that, uh, she also did oh boy she did Jennifer's body which i loathed that movie hated it but the invitation solid movie i'll definitely watch that one again and i think i'm going to watch that with different eyes knowing what i know about where things go uh in that movie and how things kind of pan out okay next up is lights out yes lights out actually made my list surprisingly enough cuz this is as simple as simple of a movie as you are going to get. Over only an hour and 21 minutes, which five or six minutes are dedicated to end credits. So you've got an hour and 15 minute long movie. It feels like uh, a whole section of this movie is cut out. And I kind of was reading or heard somewhere that they actually did cut a chunk of this movie out to keep it that fast paced. And for what it's worth, that it kind of works. Um, it never overstays its welcome. I mean, it is over fast. Here's the setup. Here's a creepy demony creature thing that is scaring everybody in the movie, and here's why. Here's a bunch of jump scares. Roll credits. Done. Um, and along the way, uh, it's fairly competently made and acted. I, 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 you know what? For what it's worth, I, I'm saying for what it's worth. I quit saying that. Um, 
good movie. It, it for for what it ended up being, that was a good movie. I think that if um, and it did pretty good in the theaters. If that would have just been one of those movies that popped up randomly on Netflix, I would have probably given it even a higher rating than I did. But because this got a big theatrical release and because it it felt it way too truncated, it should have been 10, 15 minutes longer. Uh, but it works. It's scary. It gets an honorable mention on my list. Next up is a movie uh, that oh, actually, wow, this is the only found footage movie on my uh, on my honorable mentions, and that's Jerusalem. Another surprise for me. Uh, probably might be the only person on planet Earth that has this as an honorable mention of best of 2016. But you know what? It was pretty darn good. Uh, I thought that this thing worked. Um, a group of uh, let me try and find that Jerusalem. Bear with me here, folks. Jerusalem. Um, so a couple girls go to guess where, and one of them has these glasses, and it's kind of like Google glasses or whatever. They it's live streaming whatever tapes everything that you see. And uh, in the process, there's a end of the world cataclysmic event that's occurring. Demons are invading and there's creatures. And I thought it was cool, uh, especially with how it is explained. This is why this is a found footage movie. But a couple genuinely scary parts. I really liked the creatures. And I this is almost uh, of all of these movies, this might be the biggest guilty pleasure of the bunch. Because it, I mean, it's it's a guilty pleasure. But I enjoyed it. I really did. And it's one that, because it's on Netflix, check it out. You might like it if you're, if you still have a little bit of grace for those found footage movies. It's definitely one to check out. Next up is Mercy from Chris Sparling. Uh, another very surprising movie for me on uh, the roulette. I believe this was a roulette movie, and uh, was not expecting much, and it turned out to be quite enjoyable. Uh, they take the home invasion movie and almost cut the movie into two acts. So instead of a three-act movie, uh, it's here's part one and here's part two, as seen from different eyes, kind of so to speak. It works. I liked it. It's more thriller than horror, definitely. But there's a couple of genuinely creepy parts, and I really liked the ending a, a lot. It's very competently shot. In fact, this was this is a Netflix original. This has a feel of uh, it could have been a theatrical release. It it's very polished. The acting is good. It doesn't oversee. It's welcome. Most of these movies are, uh, save for the Wailing, are about an hour and a half, if that. And this is. Right in line. I was never bored. Although there were some slower parts, I, it was very well made. So if you're, if you're a fan of the Home Invasion movie uh, and maybe you're a little bit tired of that, you want to see something different, I think that this one is a bit different in, in how they present things, especially in Act 2. So definitely one uh, to check out. Uh, next up is another Home Invasion movie. And I really do like Home Invasion movies if done right. The Strangers is great. Probably my favorite in the last several years is Your Next. I love that movie. It's great. Um, 
And the next one is called Hush from Mike Flanagan. Uh, you know what? I, this is a good movie. It's uh, Yes, there are some certain leaps of uh, logic in here as far as why our hero lady doesn't do this and this and this to get away. But it's a home invasion movie. I It is what it is. I, um, I will say that um, making her... Um, She's deaf in it. It's been a little while since I've seen it. She's deaf. Uh, I did, a, you know, I liked that angle of it uh, a lot. And just when, for me, when I was like, okay, let's move things along, there would be something violent and, and gory that would happen. I'm like, okay, I'm back in. Nice. Excellent. Uh, the killer slash stalker slash creepy guy is exactly that. He does a very good job. I wish that he would have kept that creepy mask on. Uh, for man, did he? I, I forget. Uh, anyway, the, the mask is creepy and it works. And uh, now he does take it off because uh, he pretends to be a cop at one point. So anyway, good movie. Definitely makes my honorable mention. It does not make my top ten uh, because it is a bit generic. Um, I. Honestly, like Hush and Mercy, I would you could flip flop those either way. If you if you've seen Hush and you didn't like it, you probably won't like Mercy, and vice versa. But if you are a fan of these, then they're both very very competently made, well acted, well directed, uh, and an enjoyable enjoyable movie. This this one here is a lot more horror than uh, Mercy, by the way. So uh, there you go. Okay, next up is I am not. A Serial Killer from 2016. This is um, uh, directed by Billy O'Brien. I like some of the stuff that this guy's done. Most uh, notably is his first movie. Well, maybe not his first movie. Yeah, he made a couple of shorts and then he made, in 2005, he made a movie called Isolation. It's the mutant killer, uh, killer uh, cow movie. I loved it. Uh, he also made The Hybrid, which was another one of those movies that popped on, on Netflix that was okay, not great. I Am Not a Serial Killer is a lot better. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is in it. Uh, Max Records is in it. it. It's a solid movie. A uh, little bit more leisurely paced. Uh, shot on 16mm film, which I, as I said on Movie Freaks, I very, very, very much appreciate when uh, a filmmaker, especially on a lower budget movie, takes the time to shoot on film. Uh, I'm sure that it is a lot more difficult doing that than shooting digital, and I appreciate that. And immediately, immediately when I started watching this movie, I could tell this is not a digital movie, and my appreciation level went up a notch for this movie. Uh, it's, it is slower paced, but the payoff is very, very good. I like the fact that our lead is uh, struggling. That's the Max Records uh, actor. He plays John Wayne Cleaver. I like that he himself is struggling with uh, homicidal tendencies, and um, along the in this small town that he lives in, and along the way, um, he's like really struggling with not you know not becoming a serial killer, I guess you could say. And uh, in this small town, he discovers that there is a series of murders happening, and he kind of becomes a detective trying to figure out what's going on. And in doing so, he still wrestles with the feelings that he has and how he is trying to hold back these uh, psychopathic tendencies. So it's really good. 
Uh, most of the effects work quite well. And uh, yeah, man, it was a good movie. I was very impressed. That was another roulette movie that was a winner. Uh, actually pretty high up on my list, actually. Check that one out. It's, that's good stuff there. Uh, okay, so last but not least, and that would, that would have been considered number 12 on my top 10 of the year, uh, horror movies. Number 11, uh, honorable mention, but this would be number 11 on my best of, and I cannot believe I'm even saying this. Type that in here. This is actually from the director of Hush, Mike Flanagan, Strikes Again. I cannot believe I'm even saying this, but Ouija, Origin of Evil, which is the prequel to the other Ouija movie that I never even, I've never, I haven't even seen that movie. I heard it was so bad. Uh, but this movie surprisingly got really good reviews, so I had to check it out, and I am very glad I did. That's a good movie. In fact, you wouldn't even have to watch the first one. I didn't. I still haven't. To, to get it, although there is a stinger after credits um, on this one that I guess ties in directly with the first one. So there, there you go, whatever. Uh, but this is a s scary movie, well-made, set in the 60s. A uh, widowed mom and her two daughters, um, they have this seance scam business going on. And um, in one of their seances, there is an evil presence that is invited into their home. And the rest of the movie plays out with them figuring out what exactly is going on, what evil presences in the house, why is it there, and what are they going to do about it? And it really works. This is definitely one to check out. Uh, I'm, uh, I, this is an easy Blu-ray buy for me because it's one that I'll be watching again. Some genuinely scary moments in it. For a PG-13 movie, it was solid, really good movie. Um, I can't believe I'm saying that. And when, when this movie was announced, I remember I, – I listened to a bunch of podcasts and most of them, especially the horror ones, are like, why are they making another Ouija? I don't think we needed another Ouija. Well, this is how it goes. Every now and then you get a gem in the rough because without even seeing the first one, I would bet money that this is worlds better than that one because there are very few good reviews for the first Ouija movie. So check it out. It's uh, quite good. And that is my honorable mention list. Top 10 honorable mentions. Um, I actually got through it all in a half hour. I'm impressed with myself. Good job, Eugene. Next up is going to be, I'm going to probably do the top 10 best movies of the year. And then I'll do the, I'll, we'll wade through the slop afterwards. Oh, the slop. Wow. Uh, but anyway, I enjoy doing these top 10 lists. I know everybody else, like I said, everybody's doing these right now. But eh, whatever. It's fun. I like it. Um, that's going to do it for my show today. You can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com for any questions, comments, movies I should watch, movies I should not watch, uh, what you thought of my uh, top 10 honorable mentions, or you can find me on Facebook, do the same there, leave me a comment, whatever. Um, and then make sure to tune in to Movie Freaks uh, every week. We've got a new episode, and uh, we're going to wait to do our top 10 closer to the Oscars. Uh, so until then, you're going to have to wade through our drunken, rambling shenanigans. So anyway, thanks again for listening, and until next time.